Start Bezos Hashem, the new parak, Daf Chaf Aleph. Zuck the Mishnah. Kairis HaMegillah. The person, the Baal Kairi of the Megillah, the one reading the Megillah, Oymed V'yoshev. Can be sitting or standing. Ramam says, by the way, yes, the Mishnah says, can be sitting or standing. However, there is a mitzvah lechachila b'tzibor for the person reading the Megillah to stand because it's a kavad atzibor. It's not kavad atzibor to sit. And therefore, when it's b'tzibor, yes, b'etzem, the din is you can be oymid or yoshev, but b'tzibor lechachila definitely should be standing. Kara echad, karua shnayim, yatsu. Whether, if, if two people read it at the same time, either if it's one person reading or two people at the same time, then you're going to be yaitza. Makam shenagu levarech. Makam shenagu levarech. Where they had a minute to make a bracha. Yibarach, b'shol levarech, loy levarech. We'll have to quantify this. What do you mean? It's a minute to make a bracha on the Megillah? B'sheni b'chameshi. Okay, so that is Megillah. Now, let's talk about laning alios sifrei Torah. B'sheni b'chameshi b'shabbos b'mincha kirin shleisha. So on Mondays, Thursdays, and mincha shabbos, we read three. The Rambam says that Moshe Rabbeinu was masaki Mondays and Thursdays, so you shouldn't be three days without Torah. And Ezra added in, because of the Yishvei Kronos, he added in Shabbos Mincha. Ein poichsin mehen, ve'ein moisifin aleim. We don't add to Aliyah. So it's just three on Monday, Thursday, and Shabbos Mincha. Ve'ein maftir and benavi, and we aren't, we don't, we, we don't say navi, we're not maftir after these Aliyahs. Okay, why? So why don't we add and why aren't we maftir? Same reason, says Rashi. Because people have to go to work on Mondays and Thursdays. And therefore, we don't want to, they don't want to stick around. So we only have, we, we just do a few aliyahs, three aliyahs, finish, no navi, we don't, we don't draw it out. And Shabbos mincha, why not? Because the minig was to daven mincha close to shkia. Why? Because they were learning all Shabbos. And therefore, we, it was, we were running up against, always running up against the clock, Shabbos mincha. So they didn't, the, when Ezra was masakin it, it was only three aliyahs. You can't add, and no Navi. When the, the, the person who gets the first Aliyah, and we're going to see that this later changed, but the person who gets the first Aliyah makes the initial bracha, the, the opening Asher Bachar Banu, and the person who gets the last Aliyah makes the closing bracha Asher Nasan Lanu. Um, next. We read four. Four people are called to the Torah. Again, we don't add on to it. It's also a work day. Again, says the Mishnah, the first person who gets the Aliyah says, the last person, number four, on Rosh Chodesh, or on Rosh Chodesh, would make the last bracha, fine. So they do nothing. They, they, they just come up. Yeah, they don't make the bracha. Okay, zakal. That was the original way it was. It was an opening and a closing. That was it. You didn't need to make each person didn't make their own, their own bracha. They're each getting called up, but it's one. You're making a bracha on the kriya satera, and there it's one kriya satera. Zakal kol by mosaf. So the rule is any day that has mosaf ve'ena yantov, and it's not a yantov karin arba. You read four be yantov if it's a yantov. So then chamisha, and then the gemara is going to explain why be yoyim Shisha, B'Shabbos, Shiva. Ein, so on Shabbos is seven. Ein so you can't have less than the required amount, but you can add on. Now, where can you add on? It's not clear from reading the Mishnah. Where are you allowed to have Hoysafas? So is it only Shabbos or is it other Yom Taivim? Now, although this is differently 
than Rashi, right? Rashi said on Rosh Chodesh Chalamayid, you can't add on because in this theme, like Monday and Thursday, you don't have more than three because people have to go to work. So the Ran says it's a different reason. He says because each one has a specific amount. So if we allow you to add on from four on Chalamayid and say five, well, that's Yontif. And if we allow you to add on to Yontif, that's six, that's Yom Kippur. So... Therefore, according to the Ron's reasoning, at least, it would be clear that the, when we said Mosifin, you could add, that's only on Shabbos. Because there's nothing else coming after it. But any of the other ones, the problem is you're going to run into the, the, what's the number for a different day. Okay? And then the Mishnah says again for the third time. So then it could be, according to Rashi, you would be able to do Haisafas on those days, correct? Yeah, but uh, I, didn't, I didn't see anybody say that specifically in Rashi, but I know that in the Ran, it would, be specific, it would, be, it would, it would definitely mean that you can't do, you could only do Haisafas on Shabbos. And Lamaisa, we're not Noheg. I've never seen a Haisafa on Yontif, so I'm going to assume that that's, I didn't see where it was brought down, but I'm going to assume that that is. So, oh, well, Sfarna, maybe. Okay. And then the third time the Mishnah says again, that the first person who gets the Aliyah, the opening, makes the Asher Barachabana, the last person makes the Asher Nasa, and Tesis Barachabana. Why do I need to say this three times? This is the third time in the Mishnah we have that the Poseach makes the Bracha Lefaneha, and the Chaisen makes the Bracha Lachra, and he says, because it would have been a thought to have a Salka Daitach to Cholte Tfei Milsim Echavri Mivarach Lefaneha Lachra. Every time you're adding, maybe the additional Bracha gets. So I understand when there's the three then it's the first guy and the third guy. Maybe when there's four, it's the first guy, the third guy, and then the fourth guy makes his own bracha. And the fifth guy makes his own bracha, right? So maybe the additional brachas, right? maybe that the real, real kriya, the ikra kriya is three, and therefore that's where you only have a lefanah uh, achra, and therefore the Mishnah says it by all three. Zakt the, Mish, zakt the Gemara. Tana. That, going back to the first thing, we said that a karyas megillah can be oimed or yeshu, can be sitting or standing. Masha'en came b'tayra. By Torah, he can't, when he reads the Torah, you're not, the Balkari cannot be standing. You cannot read the Torah, you can't read the Torah sitting. sitting, I'm sorry. You can't read the Torah sitting. Minan, immediately, where do we know this? I'm Ravavo, Damakar, the Pasuk says, Va'ata, poi, amoidi madi. That Kaddish Baruch tells Moshe, stand with me. Bama Ravavo, il male mikra kasavi eftshallah. Had this Pasuk not been written, nobody could have possibly fathomed it. Why? Kibi yachalaf a Kaddish Baruch that we're saying here that Kaddish Baruch was physically standing. Amoyedim Adi, come physically standing. Kaddish Baruch is not a physical being. So uh, this house is, right, this Pasuk is unbelievable. So where do we know that a Rebbe should not sit on the bed? He should be sitting together. He should be in whatever position he, whoever he's teaching. So he shouldn't be sitting on a bed up high where his Tamidim are sitting on the floor. So we see a Kaddish Baruch was teaching Torah to Moshe. He said, come, be with me. So we see that the Rebbe and the Talmud should be sitting, in, if they're standing, they should both be standing. Sitting, sitting, on the floor, on the floor. But, Tanra Banan, where do we, now, what should you ideally be doing? Really, from the times of Moshe and Torah Gamliel, they would only learn Torah standing. Died. There was a certain illness, right? People weren't. There was a, people. People were more faint, okay, and they weren't able. They didn't have the same endurance. They would sit when they learned. What does mean kavod atayra? That this very thing that they would not stand while learning anymore. One pasuk says bahar, and Moshe says I was sitting. So I'm trying to figure this out. Which one were you standing? At the heart, or was Moshe Rabbeinu standing when he learned the Torah, or was he sitting? Amar Rab, I made made. So he was doing both. 
When he learned it the first time, he was oimed standing. Yoshev v'shayna, he would sit down to Chazer. V'chanina oimer, loy oimed v'lo yoshev. That no, he was neither. It was in between. The pasuk was giving you context. What was he actually doing? El He was leaning. Okay, he wasn't sitting fully sitting. That wouldn't be covered. And he wasn't fully standing. That I guess his legs couldn't hold him for that long. Rabbi Yechananamar ein yeshiva el lashna kava. Sorry, he was standing, like we said. That what do you have to do standing? And when it says ba'eshev bahar, it doesn't mean I sat at the mountain. It means I remained there. It's, I, I held there. I held back there. Akava, holding back. Shanemar, v'teshvu v'chadesh yamim rabim. That I stayed, they stayed. It's a lashon of staying. Akava. In Kadesh, they stayed for many days. Fine. Rabba Amar, rakhais me'omar. That if it's something that's easy, so you can, like, lefum riata, you can just quickly listen to it. So you can do that standing. It's quick, quick, quick shot. Quick tvartara. But the kashais. So when something was very, very difficult, then you had to sit down for it. Now, I just want to speak on one thing over here. So we said that the Rambam says that you are not supposed to, you're not supposed to, the person reading the Megillah is not supposed to stand, it's not covered at Tzibar. Now, then the, the Gemara goes ahead and says, Tana So if you learn that the, like the, like the Rambam, that Akaris Megillah means Bidiyeved, he's allowed to, Lechachila, he shouldn't. So then, what is Masha'en came Batura? That would sound like you can't even Bidiyeved, meaning if the person reading the Torah sat down, the Pasha Mashmois would be that you're not Yoitza Kriya That's how you would put the two together, at least according to the Ramam. And there are some that Paskin that, in fact, you're not, if, if the Baal Kare or the person getting Aliyah, sits down and reads the Torah, you're not Yitzah, you're Chiv of Kriya Satara, you have to reread. However, there are those that say that you are. If so, how do you reconcile? What's the difference between Megillah in Etzibar and Kriya Satara in Etzibar? The Gemara clearly says, Tana Masha Ein came Torah. So what would be the difference if both, in both of them, Lechachila, you shouldn't sit, and Bediyevet, if you did sit, you are going to be Yitzah. And the Primagadim speaks out two things. He says, number one, that there's a Chilik in Leaning, like we brought in there at the end. What about leaning? So when it comes to Torah, it's a din in Yira. That's why you can't sit. It's a din in like this, we, there's a certain gravity towards Kriya Satara. So therefore, you wouldn't be allowed to lean either. You've got to be standing. But when it comes to Kriya Samagila, it's just a question of Kavadat Tzibar. It's not a Kavadat Tzibar to sit down. But to lean while you're saying it, that wouldn't be a lack of Kavadat. And therefore, that would be one Nafkamina. Another Nafkamina, he says, is what happens if the Tzibar is Meichel? On their covered. So if, when it comes to Megillah, it's a din in covered at Tzibar. So therefore, if the Tzibar is Meichel, you can go ahead and sit down. They say, no, we don't want you to stand. We know you've been fasting all the time this Esther. Go, sit down and read. Halavai, someone would say that to me. Okay, so, uh, <laughs> so, no. so then, then, then you're allowed to sit down. As opposed to Kriya Satara, where it's an etzim din. It's a problem that you have to have a Torah from Yerush, so then you would not be allowed to. So if the people Mochel, if the Bahor can sit down for the time. It, it, that would be that, that could be at least according to the Ramam according to the place I haven't seen anybody sit down and read the Megillah although we just sit down for Eicha right but I think that's a din in because we're supposed to be on the floor not it's done in din in sitting anyways you don't read from a cloth right no no right yeah but I, I don't know if the sitting and sitting has to do with the cloth um, okay okay so we said 
that by Megillah, multiple voices are okay. Now remember, we had this when it came to Shefer, Treykol, and Mishtami. We talked about this in Rosh Hashanah. Can you hear two voices? So this is going to be a little bit, we're going to get into that. Tana Masha'en came Torah. Again, so we see the theme in, over here is that we're comparing Megillah to Torah. Masha'en came Torah. Torah, you cannot hear two voices. Meaning, if two people are reading the Torah, you're not Yaitza. You, you have to hear one person. Tana Rabbanon. But Torah, when it comes to the reading of the Torah, Echad Kareva Echad Metargim. One person reads, and one person should be metargim. He translates. What's the point of targum? That is for the people who can't understand lashon hakodesh, man, the women, the children, the amia aretz. So we were metargim for them. We say it in the laws, whatever language that they were. That was the minhag. So the person, one person, would get up and read in lashon hakodesh, and then another person would be metargim it. So when it comes to Torah, echad kari echad metargim. So one person should read the Torah because, like we said, you can't, with certain exceptions. Can't have two people reading something in order to be Yitzhak Chiyav. And one person's metargum. Why? Because what, do you, what happens in the Torah? In the Torah, you're learning dinim. So we really want everybody to understand it. We want everybody to hear it. We care. There's, there's halachas that come out. So therefore, we're bringing metargum so that you would understand. And again, you can't hear two voices. So if you can't hear two voices for standard reading, so then just like you can't be Yitzhak Chiyav, so too, we don't allow more than one person to be metargum at a time because you're not going to be able to hear it. And the point of Torah is to hear it and understand it, right? So you're learning. <laughs> Therefore, you can't have two people being metargum. However, contrast that with Navi, but Navi, Echad So there's a din that is a Chiyav to hear the Kriya. Again, when it comes to Kriya, you can't hear two voices. So then, only one person can read. But when it comes to the Targum, the Targum, because there is no practical halachas being learned out of Navi, and therefore we don't really care, we're not Machbid. So you didn't hear the Targum, fine, so you don't understand. The point is you were Yitzhah, you're Chiyav of Kriya, like we, lo- like, we, like we learned before, that everybody would be Yitzhah for hearing in Lashon HaKadosh. So it's a nice thing we do, we put up the Maturgaman to help translate for people who don't understand the words of the Navi, but for the but there's no specific halacha, so we're not makbin, and therefore metargum and shnayim metargum even two could be metargum and navi. Well, actually, yes, shnayim karim v'shnayim metargum. Okay, you can't have two people reading. That's the key point. Because again, you have a chiyav to hear both by kriyas and by navi. There's a chiyav to hear the navi and the, the, the maftir, and you can't hear two voices. However, contrast that. So that is Torah and navi. You could have even 10 people reading, and it says here, Asara Maturgamin, um, Rashi does not, takes it out, Legar Sinon. Rashi takes out the Asara Maturgamin, Tesis puts it back in, he says, yeah, there's not, there's not regular Targum, but there is, there's no Targum, but there's other Targum, but okay. Anyway, so the point is, that when it comes to Megillah, Hala Megillah, you can, 10 people can read at once. My time, Akivan the Chavivi, Yav Daitayu Vishami. Since it's Chaviv, okay, it's novel, you don't, not every day. It's Torah, I hear every day. There's some complaining every day, right? It's common. I'm not going to, right? I hear, can't have multiple voices. But since when it comes to halal or laning, there's a certain chavivas to it. So therefore, I'm able to hear more than one voice. And therefore, if I hear 10 people uh, reading the Megillah at once, I'm yoyt in my chiv Megillah. Mishnah says two, right? Is... Yeah, but it's lavdavka too. That's what we're saying. Uh-huh. Saying lavdavka too. You could hear multiple, two means multiple. You can hear multiple voices. Next. <clears throat> so we said that whether you make a bracha is dependent on minig. Amr Abaya qualified this. That's just the bracha afterwards. 
that we say that it's dependent on minig. Some people had a minig to make the bracha afterwards, some people didn't. But to make a bracha before reading the Megillah, before reading it, you definitely have to. You have to make the bracha before doing the mitzvah. How do we know that over means before? This we've, this Gemara we've had a, a few times. Amar of Nachum Bar Yitzchak with three makars. Amar Kra the pasuk says Vayaratz Achimatz Derech Hakikar Achimatz ran. We learned from the pasuk Vayavaris Hakushi. He went before the kushi. So we see Selashin going before Abaya Amar Mehacha by Avram Avinu Bahu Avar Lifnehem. Okay, that he passed before them and he went in front of them. Again, so it's a lashon of of uh, a lashon of of ours, a lashon of going before. So we see the, there's a mitzvah to make the bracha over So what happens if you did not make the bracha over So the Rambam says that if it's an ongoing mitzvah, let's say wearing talis or tzitzis, then you would make the bracha even afterwards, even after you already started doing the mitzvah. But if it's a mitzvah that passed, like shchita. You shechted, you didn't make the bracha, you're done. You don't make the bracha anymore. There are those who argues. He says that, no, that this whole concept of mitzvahs, bracha, breaking the, making the bracha is not ma'akev. But it's not ma'akev, and therefore he would hold that you do make the bracha afterwards. And practically speaking, we don't. Um, next. My mavarech. What bracha are you making? Meaning the bracha before that we're saying is a chiyav, right? About the, the Mishnah said that Now, we said that that's only the bracha afterwards. But the bracha before everybody has to make, what is this bracha before? So, He made three brachas. Megillah, that's not, the non nisim, and the ches is Lacharan, if you remember, we discussed this, we actually brought it down yesterday as well, that Tesis said on Davdala you would make up Shechayanu both at night and during the day because really the Iker Megillah is during the day. So, what bracha do you make afterwards? Baruch HaTashem, Hakel, or some people don't have the, the gears of Hakel, Harav es Rivenu, the Hadan es Dinenu, took up our cause, Vanekim es Nekmasenu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, right, he was there for us, he Judge what needed to be judged. Not he took vengeance on what needed to be take vengeance on. Hanifra lanu mitzarenu. We paid back our enemies. Vamasham gvul cholei ben Hashemu. Baruch atah Hashem. Hanifra liYisrael mikol tzarehem. Okay, so that is the bracha. Rava Amar hokel amashiyah. That no, the ending of the bracha is hokel amashiyah. Amar Papa helkach nemeinu letavayu. Seen this before, has a bunch of times in Tainus and brachas, etc., where where we have two different endings to the bracha, and therefore we're ma'ar of the two together. Baruch atah Hashem. Hanifra liYisrael mikol tzarei mikol tzarehem. So we put both in there. And that is the bracha, that, that is the bracha at the end of the Megillah, which is Tali on Minog, says the Mishnah. Moving on in the Mishnah. So Monday, Thursday, and Shabbos Mincha, we read three alias. Hani, Shlesha, Kenegad, me. What do these three alias correspond to? Amravasi, Kenegad, Ter, Nevi'im, Uksuvim. Rava Amar, Kenegad, Kahanim, Levi'im, Yisraelim. Okay. El Ahadatani, Rasimi, Ein, I, we said that whenever you lay, it has to be temp sukkim. <clears throat> and by the way, counts. Rashi says, I might have thought that I might have thought that Vaidabar doesn't count because Rashi says, We didn't learn anything. 
We don't learn anything from Yadav Hashem and Moshe Lamar. I would have thought it doesn't count in your Tem Sukkim. It's a Din and Limit on Monday and Thursday, and therefore it shouldn't count because you can't learn anything from it. Kamash Mona does. Now, what was bothering me is if you remember way back when in Yuma, we said, it was more, one of my Hasidish, the Gemara's Hasidish of arts, is if Yadav Hashem and Moshe Lamar, then how do we know there was a God that took Gemara and said, how do you know that you can't say over something you heard from a friend without getting permission? Uh, what did we say, Lamar? Loi Amar. So we did learn from there. We did learn something out of Lamar. And I actually saw somebody brought, brought this Kasha down and he answers, no, it's only that specific. There was one specific puzzle we learned it from, but all the rest of the Psukim, we don't learn anything from. That was only from one of them. Okay, Hanei Asara. So by the way, these 10 Psukim that we read is Kenegan and me. Amr Rishob and Levi, Kenegan Asara, Bachlonen, Shemabesa HaKnesses. Like we know that there's 10 Bachlonen in the Besa HaKnesses, so it corresponds, that's the number 10. Revesiv Amr, Kenegan Asara, Hadibros, Shem and Moshe Mishina. We read 10 Kenegan Asara, Hadibros, that. Hashem gave to Moshe. That these ten are connected to ten mamorais which were used to create the world. Hey, nihu, vayomer debereshes. So if you count the vayomer, vayomer Hashem yiar, vayomer Hashem yishutzamayim. All the vayomers were the mamorais, vasara mamorais nivra ha'olam. Those are the mimer, the words. Hashem shemayim nasu. Right, the words of Hashem created the world. Frakti gemara. Okay, that's very nice. Except there are only nine. Hanatisha kahavu. Go count them. So the Bible says, Bereshis nami maimer hu. Bereshis counts as a maimer dechsib, but varashem shamayim nasu. Uvruach piv, koltsvam. Okay, so we see that the shamayim and the aretz, Bereshis bala kemes shamayim and aretz, were also created with the word of Akadosh Baruch Hu. And what word, and therefore, Bereshis corresponds to that tenth maimer. Omar Rava. Now, Rishain Shakara Dalit. So we know that has to be ten psukim. We know we've learned this previously, you have to have a minimum of three psukim per aliyah. So I really only need nine, but I need 10 psukim. So now who gets the extra one? Where does the extra one go to? Is there a kapeda or an ideal place to say that the Rishon should get the fourth pasuk, the middle one, or the last one? So I'm a rubber. Rishon, Shikara, Dalad, Meshavach. If the first aliyah gets the four psukim, that's good. That's great. Shani, Shikara, Dalad, Meshavach. Second one gets it. Middle one, right? It's also great. Shisha, Shikara, Dalad, Meshavach. And the last one as well. Now, we're going to bring these all from Sukkim, basically our way of saying that we don't care. It's all good, no matter which one gets the fourth. Where do we see this? Rishon Shekar Dalad Meshavach from the Tanan, we learned in Shkolom. B'shalosh kupos, shalosh, shalosh, sign, shabem terminus alishka. Okay, so if you remember way back to the Shkolom days, that, what happened? All the money comes in from wherever it comes in from, all Kaisral goes into the lishka, okay, goes into the chamber. Then the first time what they would do is they would have three buckets or boxes Okay, that had, uh, each one was three saw, the big, we call them the big ones. And then three times a year, they would go in with the little ones and they would scoop from each one. Three little ones from the three big ones, three, and each one of the little ones were one saw. Now, what they, would do, what they would do is, they would write on the little ones, and then they would use the ones that were in the little ones, they would use the money in the little ones to buy the carbonas. So, but on the little ones, they were marked. So, so we see they used to write on the little ones, one was Aleph, Beis, and Gimel. Why? So we mark them. Why do we mark them? To know which one to use first. Why? Because it's a mitzvah. Mitzvah Barishain. So therefore we're saying here, which Aliyah should have Dalab Sukim? Mitzvah Barishain from here as well. However, Msoy Shakara Arba Mashabach, where do we see that? The Tanya. El Mul Paneha Manoira Ya Iru Shivasanerois. Okay, it says El Mul Paneha Manoira in the middle. Malamit Shemitzadi plan 
Pneim Kapi Nerma Aravi. That all the wicks face the Nerma Aravi of the Menorah. The Nerma Aravi Kapi Shechina. Now this is Rashi points out, so going, going to, according to the Manda Amar, that the Menorah was facing north-south. Remember that was the Machlechus we had in both and Yuma. But according to the Manda Amar, it was face, north, face south, facing north-south. So the middle wick, when we say, would bend towards the west. Then all the other wits would go towards there. But which one is, what do we call Nerma Ravi? The middle one. The middle one. So we see the middle one is the best one. So therefore you could add a fourth sukkah. The middle is the best, and therefore the middle you could have the fourth. The Achran Shakara Shekara Aram Meshubach, because of the famous rule, Misham Mailam Bakadesh, Velay Maridin. Because we always go up, and therefore since the third is the last one, so we should be Mailam Bakadesh. Papa Ikla Bekanishta, the Abi Guber. The Kararishain Arba, Vishabhaya Papa. Rabba said it's a good thing that he read for. Now Rashi points out, by the way, over here buried in the middle of Rashi Rishain, or at the end, he says, Vim Yeshlahem Rebach Baparsha Bakaru Kalachar Arba up Sukam Kula Mishabakim. That it's a Shvach for all all the Elias, since we're saying this, so we should give them all four if you have that much space in the parsha. Then the Gemara, the Gemara was only discussing what you should do if you have less than twelve. But if you have 12, give them all four. Next, final thing we'll learn for today is So we said, you don't add, okay, you don't, you don't have less than the three, let's say three Elias on Monday, Thursday, and you don't add. That is not what the Gemara is talking about. The Gemara is talking about the next thing we said immediately afterwards, which is the first one makes the opening bracha, Asher The third Aliyah, or the final Aliyah would make the Asher Nasalano, the closing bracha. However, by the way, now Nowadays, by the way, this is no longer relevant. We all, each person that gets an aliyah makes the bracha an opening and a closing bracha. Why? The concern is that the people who come late, they come in the middle of the aliyah and they only hear you make, they're going to think that you don't have to make an opening bracha or the people that leave early, they're not going to hear a closing bracha and... They're not going to hear a closing bracha, and um, therefore they're, they're going to assume that you don't have to make a bracha after you lane. I have been looking. I cannot find. I, I, I can't get my head around this. I can't understand this. I haven't seen anybody bring it down. I'm sure there's an answer somewhere out there. I haven't yet been able to find it. I'll let you know. We're going to discuss this for a little bit. But I can't understand. Meaning, I understand why we make accommodations if people come late or early. But the guy knows he's walking into shul late. So why would he assume that he didn't miss anything? This was always used. Always be worried about this. People of other places also. No, I, I know that. I understand why. We, but, but why? Right. And we've had this before. But why are we worried about what the guys... No, really? The, guy, the guy's not so bright. I mean, if you walk in something late, you have to assume you missed something. So why are you automatically assume... I, I, can't, I, I don't have an answer to this. All, also, the guy leaving early, he sees Shul still going on, so he walks out. Oh, it must be the Nimic of afterwards. Well, how do you know? You were walking out. You... You left early. So by definition, there was things going on after you left. I, I can't... I also before, before we, we do it, there's like, they call up, oh, like, you know, Lishi, Hamishi, so the guy knows like, roughly where we're at before the bracha. Right, so, so that's... Like, right, exactly. And that's why we were masakin for each one. Exactly, that's the point. Because the guy comes in... No, that's the answer. I mean, that's why... Because when he comes in, he wants to know where he is during that. No, 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 I'm saying, so, okay, so, so maybe I misspoke. I, maybe I misspoke this. I already wasn't clear about this. The re- way it was originally is the first guy made the opening bracha, the last guy made the closing bracha. Guy walks in the middle of the lane, he doesn't hear an opening bracha. He sees another guy come up, and he doesn't hear the opening bracha. Oh, you don't have to make a bracha. 
right? That, that was what used to happen. The guy comes up in the middle, the second, watches the guy get called, and he walks in in the middle of the first aliyah. The guy comes up to the Torah to lay in the second aliyah, and he comes up there, and he, uh, he doesn't make a bracha. Oh, he doesn't make a bracha at the beginning. Well, no, you, you walked in the middle of the lane. You saw the Savior there sitting on the beam. That's what's bothering the guy, he's always late. He never came on time. And, and, right, and that's another thing. You're assuming the guy, okay, he's a latecomer. Okay, that I could hear. Meaning, you see, you see this all the time. There are people who walk into Shul at Chavez, like 10 o'clock every Chavez. They didn't wake up late. That's the time they go. The people, you see this all the time. People leave davening, no matter how fast or slow davening, right. at a certain point in davening, right. I always leave it ashray, right? So, okay, that I understand more. Like, the latecomers is not like they came late that one time. This is the mentality of certain people, that they're always going to come late, and the mentality of certain people is they're always going to leave early. That I can get my head around. I just can't get my head around the fact that you know they're in the middle of something, and then you're going to go ahead and assume. We're going to be chayshish, a guy's going to assume that they skipped something. No, you knew you were late. So... I, I, it's my mission that before, before we finish the next few days that we're gonna, I'm going to find an answer to this. If anybody hears of an answer, please let me know. It's really bothering me. I'm not sure why it's bothering me so much, but it is. He brings a kid, he's making kids with him all the time. So if he needs a kid thing all the time at the same time, he will the same thing. Yeah. Oh, look, we have, we have a quick one today. Okay. So we started with Mishnah said, when reading the Megillah, you can be standing or sitting, either one, doesn't matter, you can do what you want. Mashiach and Batera, where we said that you need, the curry needs to be standing. Why? We see that's from the Pasuk, says, Vatapoy Amoid Imadi. And Ravo said, by the way, this Pasuk is unfathomable. That Kaddish Baruch Hu was physically sit, telling Moshe, physically come stand with me. It sounds like Kaddish Baruch Hu was standing. Okay, and we, we, Rav learned from here that you should not sit on the bed, you should be on the same level as your Tamidim. Don't sit on the bed and teach your Tamidim that are on the floor. Okay, we said, by the way, they didn't, they would only be standing. Once Rav Gamliel died, there was a certain weakness that when came down to the world, and they would need to sit down while learning. And we asked the steer in the Pasuk, we had three ways to explain that, but it says, So which one? Was Moshe sitting in the mountain, or was he standing? So Rav says, he was standing when he heard it the first time, when he went to Chazar, then he would sit down. Rav said, that it was, it was tell, the Pasuk is telling you he was in between, he was leaning. Rabbi Yechanan says that, no, you got it all wrong. Really, he was always standing, like we saw, Rabbi Gamliel, until Rabbi Gamliel died, you were always standing. And what does it mean, Yeshev, or Yeshev Ahar, it means Ikov, that he waited, he stayed, remained at the mountain for a period of for 40 days. Okay, and Rabbi, finally, I guess there were four, is that it depends on the type of learning. If it's something that's easy, quick, Breezy, so then you stand for it. If something you have to pay attention, you to, then you sit down and learn. Okay, we said that um, two people are able to read. We said Masha in came the Torah. When it comes to Torah, Echad, one person reads one, so one person is metargim. Two people can't. Why? Because we want, like we spoke out, we want to make sure when it comes to Torah that people really understand what's going on because there's halachas learned out of there. However, by Navi, so Echad, Kari, yeah, there's a chiyav to, to hear the Kriya, even in Hebrew, but Bez can be metargim because we don't care if everybody actually understands what's going on, there's no halachas, we're not learning halachas out from it. And however, that's one, uh, so for Kriya of both Torah and Navi, to what we say the, the rule of Trey Kalil and Mishtami, however, by Halal and Megillah, even with 10, we say 10 people reading a person since it's Chaviv, therefore you can pay special attention and you'll be able to hear even if multiple people are reading at the same time. Then we said, in a place, Makam, the Mishnah moving on, said, Makam Shinagul Levarech Mavarech. Abaya said, by the way, this optional bracha on the Megillah is only at the end. But the beginning one, you definitely have to, right? Where do we know there's a mitzvah? Levarech Oiver Lassiyasan, three Makaris for where we know, how we know Oiver means before. 
Okay, what, what bracha do you make at the end? What bracha? So at the beginning, Rav Shesha says, you make al-mikra megillah, she'asa nisim and she'achiyano, what bracha at the end? So therefore we had a machlekes, how does that bracha end? Is haravas ribenu hakel. Okay, and therefore, the Pasuk says, Nehmenu al-Tabayi, where Papa says, you say, you say both of them, hakel ha-mashiyah and hanifra yisrael mikol tzarehem. Okay? Um, uh, Monday and Thursday and Mincha Shabbos, you read three, call, call three people up to the Torah. You don't have more or less. What is that? Keneged. One, Rabbi said Tanakh. Rabbi said Kanavim Yisraelim. Okay, and we said when it came to the Psukim, not having less than 10 Psukim, who were the 10 Keneged? That was either Asar Balonin, Asar Sadibras, or Asar Samara, Shabara Elam, even though it only says 10 times by Yomer, where Beratius is also considered a Mimer. That was, was one of the 10 Amaras. Rava said that for the first Aliyah, which was, we said that basically there's no kapeda. You can read, uh, you could read if, if let's say minimum of three psukim per Aliyah, now you have to have 10 total, so who gets the extra one? So if you, if the, you give it to the first guy, that's fine, mitzvah barishain, because we learned by the Dalit kupas, gimel kupas, sorry, up gimel, gimel sign, I'm not sure, in error there. Okay, and um, we said that uh, the middle guy as well, the middle one is because we learned from the Menorah that the middle, Nehemiah was the middle one, and they all face the middle one. So we see the middle one is the most important. So you can get, the middle Aliyah can have the four Pesukim or the last one because Ma'am HaKadosh And then finally we said at the end that the Pesach was, and the Chaisim, only the Pesach and Chaisim were Mavarach. That was the way it originally was. First guy at the beginning of the first Aliyah made the Bracha, Asher Bracha Manu. The guy at the last Aliyah made Asher Nasal Manu. And now, the, and now, now we're Chaisish for our favorite latecomers and uh, latecomers and early leavers, and therefore each aliyah, each person called to the Torah, makes their own brachas, both lefana and lachra.